Welcome to Working Girl Talk. I'm your host, Abby Zufel. Working Girl Talk is the podcast for women who work. Each episode covers the latest news in social media and marketing and business and covers a working girl topic. As a marketing strategist and fellow working girl myself, I aim to educate and inspire you to be the best version of you inside and outside of the workplace. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. It has been such a busy news week. It was so hard to decide what to talk about today, but I'm really excited to dive into these main two stories. So first up, I'm sure you've heard of this little movie called Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that's the one uh, wrapping up this Marvel Universe of the Avengers that came out on Friday and has the biggest opening weekend in history. It surpassed $1 billion, $1 billion, uh, but, which is exciting. But another interesting record that it broke, Twitter Movies announced Thursday that the latest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe has officially become the most tweeted about movie ever, raking in a record 50 million tweets. So if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet, stay away from Twitter because I'm sure there are a ton of spoilers. And for those of you who saw it, wow, what a crazy time. I'm not going to say any spoilers. Just, you know, I mean, it's a week now, like by this time, like you should go see it. But yeah, what a crazy wild ride. But yeah, congrats to um, Endgame being the most tweeted movie ever. Um, Second story and last story, just because I know this is going to take a while. Facebook had their F8 conference this week. So their F8 conference where Mark Zuckerberg kind of talks about the new up and coming things with him Facebook and a lot of stuff was announced yes so much so much stuff so we're going to dive into a few that are pretty interesting Um, so Facebook is being redesigned around groups and events they said so the whole interface is getting a new look you can google it it's more simple a lot less blue the Facebook logo in the top left corner is more of a bright blue and there's a lot of white happening and a really smart move on Facebook's part. So they're redesigning it to be more about the Facebook groups. Uh, um, so they're creating a prominent groups tab and a personal personalized feed from the groups you've joined. So instead of seeing a lot of like the people's posts in your feed, like your Facebook news feed, it's always just clogged with some crazy stuff. Um, you'll see more stuff from the groups you've joined, which is kind of cool. Like that will pop up in your um, news feed at a lot more. And then, so you'll see a lot less of the generalized stuff, which is a really smart move on Facebook's part because Facebook has a lot of drama. And then even if if you're somebody that works in the marketing field or the tech space, like it's kind of gone down, at least with like the younger generation, like user wise. But the one thing that is still staying strong is groups. A lot of people are in these groups that even the younger generations that typically you wouldn't think of are on Facebook, they're in these groups because these groups are for podcasts or different networking groups or, oh, these people that like this show. And um, it's really a good community builder, especially if you have like a brand or a business. And that's been a huge part of this community building. So super smart. Good job, Facebook. Finally doing something right. putting more of a focus on groups, which is probably the future of Facebook, let's be honest. Second interesting update from old Zuckerberg, 
the dating feature. Oh man, who could have seen this coming? So Facebook dating is expanding to 14 more countries. So they were testing it out. Uh, I guess it was announced last year. I never really heard about it, but it was announced and they rolled it out in a country to do some testing and it had positive results. So they're expanding it out more and they're introducing a feature called Secret Crush. Oh, Secret Crush. You can create a secret list of Facebook friends you're attracted to, whether or not they have a dating profile on Facebook. If they're also using Secret Crush, they can add you to their list. Facebook will notify the two of you that there's a match. Wow, Facebook. So Facebook is coming for you at Tinder and Bumble. This, I've heard a lot of different thoughts about this. So like one, it makes sense that it's smart. It's smart because a lot of those outside dating apps use Facebook info anyway. It just pulls that. So why not just do it right on Facebook? Uh, So Facebook does have an opportunity to have the upper leg on some dating apps, but it's almost like, why didn't they do this sooner if they were really going to pursue this route? Like, Maybe they've missed the mark. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I feel like there's a few different ways to look at it because then it's almost like great, like even more like weird people are going to be like finding you on another app. So, um, but it could actually work out well because if it is based on like mutual friends and followers, that might be better than just a complete stranger messaging you. I can see it. Like I get why Facebook is doing this for sure. They have all that data, might as well capitalize on it, which I wonder, I don't know if it's a paid service. I don't know if he got that into it. I wonder how they're going to make money off of this, but I'm sure they will somehow maybe to create a dating profile. I'm not sure. On that coming soon. <laughs> and lastly, um, so talking Facebook owns Instagram. So talking a little bit about Instagram, Instagram is expanding a feature that lets people buy products from inside the app. And then the description talks about opening it up to artists, athletes, and other creators in addition to companies too. So being able to sell stuff directly within the app, which is a smart move. I mean, I can I think it just kind of shows how big like e-commerce relies on social media. And we're already like clicking that shop button to see how much things are anyway. And it goes to the site. You might as well just be able to buy it within the app. I do, I don't know. I don't like Facebook knowing so much info about, I mean, they know already know everything about me, but the fact that like my credit card would be in there, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, it'd be really nice to just do like one easy click of a button shopping. But I think that goes into a lot of what we're seeing with influencers and e-commerce companies going on social. And for sure, this would be a way for Facebook to get a cut because right now, Um, Facebook doesn't get a cut if you're like influencing or promoting products. So I feel like if you use this, I'm sure they're going to take a cut somehow because it's a free platform that people are making so much money on. I'm sure they're wondering how they're going to make money on you. (laughs) And lastly, the big drama of the week, which... I just got to say, I already talked about it. So I felt like, wow, I'm really on the pulse right now. Um, I talked about it, I think last week or the week before about um, a prototype was spotted in the coding of Instagram to not show likes anymore. And now it's just blowing up this week. So they talked about it at the Facebook conference and said, Instagram is testing a system that will almost entirely hide likes on a person's feed. So you can focus on the photos. Oh, this is a quote by them. So you can quote, focus Focus on the photos and videos you share, not how many likes they get. The feature will get a trial run in Canada, and if it proves popular, we might see it roll out in other countries. So this has caused quite a frenzy, and I'm still sticking by what I was saying. I'm not a huge fan of this. I get what they're trying to do, like, oh yeah, focus less on the likes, but at the same time... 
that's what you go to Instagram for. Like that's like a feature of the platform. It's like, I might as well just go back to photo bucket or Flickr. You know what I mean? Like that's more of like just a sharing a photo. And I get that likes and I mean hey like I have bad like days too or I'm like what's going on Instagram um but I still think they matter and it makes me worried and I said this in last time I talked about it that the follower focus will be so much more and people are already buying fake followers so that might just get worse because that is something you can see and then the comment side are people going to be paying for more comments I don't know so I get what they're trying to do but at the same time I feel like they're kind of discrediting us like yeah like we have some self-esteem problems and social media probably isn't good for that but like we're strong enough Facebook like we can see the likes we're okay but and obviously like I don't I can't speak for everyone I know people do have a problem with this but at the same time um, I think that's a deeper problem if you are feeling so validated by likes then not seeing them won't take that away because that seems like a deeper issue and again I'm not like a psychologist or anything I just feel like maybe you should take a break from social media if it's affecting you that much and that's it on that front um the end of of the conference, Zuckerberg admitted in his keynote speech that lots of people mistrust Facebook and Facebook has given them a good reason to do so. He also emphasized that all the ways Facebook and the companies that it owns are here to help you connect with the people you love. So trying to get that PR spin back. And Facebook is not, they're not in the clear yet. They still have a lot of drama going on with lawsuits and data and all that. But I think this is them trying to take a step toward the right direction. So if you could, if you could wins there. I think the makeover of the interface of Facebook is long overdue and will make it a lot cleaner platform. I love the idea of them focusing more on groups because that's really the whole idea of social media to me is a lot about community building and that's what groups do for sure. And jury's still out on the likes thing. I guess Canada, like Canada, they're the test run. Canada, the power is in your hands. (laughs) You know, just, you know, do be good to us because I don't know if I need this role out in my life. (laughs) But I will say devil's advocate. I remember when stories first came on Instagram, that was like a huge change and we did not like it. Like everyone I know was like, what? They're just copying Snapchat. Like it was like really dumb. But now like I love stories and a lot of other people do too. And you see a lot of good results from them, which that's a new feature, like not taking something away like this is, but I'm just saying like maybe change is hard, but maybe it's good. I don't know. I'm not a fan of taking away the likes. Give me the likes. Give me all the likes. Oh, last thing on that. Sorry, I keep thinking there's just so much to say on this. The like thing, I also read that likes will still impact the algorithm. So it's like the same thing because it said the more likes you get, like likes will still play a role in your photos being seen, like like how it is now, like that will be a factor. So that's just interesting because it's like, oh, I thought the whole point was like likes don't matter. I don't know kind of weird. I'm interested to see how this will go. And I kind of want to see it. Like maybe I should hop over to Canada and test it out (laughs) and see what it looks like. Yeah. So there's that. A lot of interesting updates over there. And for our working girl topic today, we're going to keep it short and sweet. 
we're going to talk about elevator pitches. So I actually got a question about this two weeks ago, and I thought it'd be a nice time to go over elevator pitches because this is something that a lot of people struggle with. So why do we even need one? Like when I was thinking about this, I was like, does this still matter? Do we still do elevator pitches? Like you always hear about it, but when do you actually use it? And yes, we do. I think you definitely need one. And I think the idea is is that elevator pitches are evolving. Maybe you don't exactly need one for that elevator ride and the CEO happens to be in the elevator and you need to pitch your product or yourself within those three floors of the elevator ride. Like maybe that doesn't happen so often. I don't know if it ever happened that often, but that's why this is a thing. Um, But I think there there's still a need to like know what your elevator pitches for yourself and a lot of different ways to use them. So I'm going to dive into that. So in general, why do you need one? It's great to just have a set little couple sentences, a grasp of who you are, what you do, what you're all about. You like, it's truly, you never know who you'll run into. You never know who you'll have to explain yourself to. Um, some other reasons and scenarios that having an, having an elevator pitch is a good idea introductions and networking and networking you always like how how many times do you run into just saying your name and kind of stumbling over what you do having an elevator pitch kind of helps you do those introductions PR pitching so if you have a solid handle on what your elevator pitch is what makes you different what you do it's so much easier to get press and publicity and to pitch yourself because you have such a strong grasp of your own mission and it's great for investment funding pitches pitches of any kind really and it's a great way to answer that dreaded tell me about yourself question in interviews. The elevator pitch can just be slipped right in there too. So a lot of different uses for elevator pitches, which is why I think it's still important to know yours and know that you have one. So let's start off. How should we create an elevator pitch? Like what's a good way to start? I think just writing a like writing a paragraph. So do.com, they said that an elevator pitch should be about 20 seconds. And I agree. I think that's a good amount of time. You don't want it to be be too long, but you want to be able to provide enough information about yourself to differentiate you. So just write like a paragraph. It can be big. I think keeping it simple is the most important part. So just keeping it really simple, like don't get into the nitty gritty. So write a paragraph, keep it simple. And once you like write that paragraph general, like about you, think of these four things. So this is what that paragraph should consist of. State who you are, state what you do, state your why and your cause. So your mission, and you can add some character. So just like a general paragraph about you, what differentiates you. And I think Uh, that quote from Coco Chanel, before you leave the house, look in the mirror and take at least one thing off. I think that's super applicable to this too. So before you recite that or memorize that elevator pitch, cut some stuff out. Like what can be left out? I think you can trim it up because it can be like a long paragraph and you're starting out and kind of brainstorming what you want your elevator pitch to be. But then I think trimming it and making it that nice 20 second mark is the best way to go. So kind of trim it up, take that one thing off as Coco would say and some questions to spark some ideas because that can be the hard part okay it's like cool like my name is abby crickets so some questions to spark some ideas for writing an elevator pitch what makes you your product your business whatever your main thing is what makes you unique 
what experiences have made you unique? Like what makes you stand out? And just thinking about your experience overall, what makes your experience unique? I think that can be super helpful. What problem do you solve or your business or your product? What what problem do you solve? That's always a super like think shark tank. (laughs) What problem are you solving? And what are you an expert on can be a helpful one that can jog some ideas on what you like to talk about, what you like to do, um, and what you're known for and what's need to know. So this isn't the time to say, I grew up in this small town and I love doing this as my hobby. Like the whole grasp of the elevator pitch should be like what Like somebody gets like a smack in the face of knowing exactly what you do for a living and like what your mission is as a person. So like what's need to know here? So just going over those questions quickly, what makes you stand out? What problem do you solve? What are you an expert on? What is need to know? So keep it on a need to know basis (laughs) and to get some other inspo. Like, so after you write your paragraph, trim it down a bit, um, check out what your Instagram bio says or your LinkedIn about, cause like those can't be that long. So like, what are you putting there? And if it doesn't correlate, you need to change one or the other. So, uh, basically I always think that's a good mark cause your Instagram bio, it's like crime real estate. It should be somebody should like look at your account and in three seconds know exactly what you're all about. So I think that's a good way to kind of practice what your elevator pitch should be. It's like, oh, like, what does it even say in my Instagram bio? Oh, okay. Like that's a great place to start start because it is small and short. Um, and the same with the LinkedIn um, about under your profile picture. I think those are good places to start and they should all mirror each other because at the end of the day, what you do for a living and what your mission is like that is your elevator pitch and should be in all your social channels because you want a consistent brand presence. <laughs> So once you feel like you have it nailed down, so you got your 20 seconds, you have like a simple definition of who you are, what your mission is, practice in the mirror. You can practice for somebody. And like, it's, like I think people are afraid to like write it down. You think you just need to think of it on the spot. It's okay to like write it down and just practice memorizing it. And obviously you don't need to be a robot and say the exact memorized thing, but it's like a variation of it just so you like feel confident in saying exactly like who you are, what your mission is, what do you do for a living and why do you do it? It's a great way to just introduce yourself, especially for networking, as I said earlier. So then you never have like any like like trip ups when it comes time to do your little elevator pitch. I will say at the end of the day, like opinions differ on this and what they should include, but these tips have helped me. And I think the main thing is just be proud of your elevator pitch. Like just think it out beforehand, be proud of it and know what your purpose is. Cause at the end of the day, you're just stating what your purpose is and what you're passionate about. And like I said, don't be afraid to add some character, make it a little fun, but also keep it simple. And that is it for our working girl topic of the week. If you have any questions about elevator pitches, feel free to comment on our latest Instagram post on at working girl talk. And next up last but not least, I have my Friday favorite. So this week is an app called Stories Edit. It's actually by the makers of Planoly, if you use that for any Instagram grid planning. So they just provide really beautiful templates for Instagram stories that are so nice, so easy to use. And you can change out the colors and the fonts. It's really customizable and it just makes such beautiful content. Um, I went to a wedding this past weekend and it was so nice just to be able to plug in pictures and make a nice little story for my Instagram. So stories edit by Planoly, super great app. 
and it is free, which is always amazing because why is it so hard to pay for apps? <laughs> and that is it. Have a happy Friday. Have a happy weekend. Go to the movies, go see Avengers, tell me what you think. It's a lot of drama. I don't think I've ever said, oh no, so many times in a movie before. <laughs> Have a fabulous weekend. You deserve it.